0: Welcome to the KLE podcast with your host, Sean Smith, encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Well, good morning, and we are in a, in our discussion already for half an hour or so. So, uh, welcome to the Friday discussion with Sean and Steve. Great to be with you, Steve. Welcome again, um, and welcome to all our listeners and viewers, etc.
1: Yeah, sorry about that. I was texting my wife back. I feel good this morning. Uh-huh. I had my jalapeno cheese bread toast and Jesus eggs. <laughs>
0: sunny side up
1: (laughs) yeah well it says my yoke is easy yeah
0: oh i thought it was the sun side up
1: (laughs) well it could be yeah yeah i guess that'd be i guess that'd be The english version
0: is sunny side up but uh, yeah the uh, american version is uh yoke over easy hey what's it
1: yeah yeah my yoke (laughs) is easy
0: yeah my yoke is easy yeah well and um you know if you're just joining us um we are busy talking about how um, people create their own truth uh, based upon their own perception, based upon whatever, <laughs> whatever it yeah. is. So you were saying, Steve? Sorry.
1: Well, we we had made that leap from we had been talking. By the way, guys, we've been talking about political stuff before you got on here, but anyway uh to we begin to realize that we're not just doing that in the political realm we're doing exactly the same thing in the spiritual realm that which is first is natural after that that which is spiritual so if you want to see what's going on in the spirit watch what's going on in the natural and you're going to be able to see that we're doing exactly the same thing we're the same people so you know we're gonna do the same thing so what we've done is we begin to um it may say that in the scripture, uh, Christ believes this is the way he does it. Well, we'll say, well, yeah, but I believe this, this is the way I do it because it works this way for me. Who cares? I, you know, I mean, I'm glad that you found something, but that's, that doesn't make you Right. That doesn't make you in Christ. That doesn't make you in the kingdom. That makes you just some arrogant snob, religious snob. Now you're right in your own every man's right in his own eyes.
2: Right.
1: So now I I go ahead and I sacrifice whatever I want to sacrifice. You know, I I'll do whatever I want to do and um it doesn't matter what the word it what it's doing is it's negating the very word of God
0: it's, by
1: uh, our traditions.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's what I was looking at this week. You know, Jesus said to the religious leaders, and that's what, right. the, is, is that's what religion does. It blinds people to the traditions of men. And he said, your, your traditions make the, the commandment of God a none effect. Right. And, in the, in the, and he also said, you know, the commandments of men, um, yeah, the commandments again, works against the commandment of God. And the thing about it is, as I was saying earlier, is the commandment of God. We see that as an isolated thing, you know, it's like, okay, that's the commandment of God to the to to the Moses generation kind of thing. But it's right. not. The commandment of God started in Genesis, Genesis chapter one, verse twenty-six. The commandment of God started to man to establish the kingdom of God on the earth. Right. We're here to colonize and bring the will and the kingdom of God to the earth. That's what we are here for. That's what Jesus came right. to revive, if you may, and, and bring us back into the place that we can do it.
1: And fulfill <laughs> it. I mean, that, and that's the thing. They weren't the 10 suggestions of God. They were, <laughs> were 10 commandments. And if, even if you look at the law, it says it's now according to the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Right. It's according to the law of love. Uh, and in uh, james it talks about the perfect law of liberty yes. so now you're looking at a whole different since there has been a change of priesthood it says in in hebrews it necessitates a change of law yes. we're no longer under the the um, Aaronic priesthood or levitical priesthood we're under the priesthood of melchizedek but there's a whole new it it necessitated a change of law are we still under law yes but it's a different type of law it's the law of the spirit of life it's what brings life it's what brings the very kingdom of god and his presence right here right now through his temples right. and that's what we're looking at and and the problem is we still want to hang on to our old our own traditions, our own opinions. Uh, Well, you think that way? Well, I think this way. I mean, this is the way, this is the way God works with me. Uh, We were talking uh, with a pastor one time um, that was, he was pretty high up in his particular denomination. And we were talking about eldership you know, and, and it doesn't say anywhere where pastors rule. It talks about the elders uh, rule well, the flock of God, you know, to shepherd and bishop the flock of God. And finally, in exasperation, he says, I know that's what the word of God says. We have tried it that way. It does not work. So we're going to keep doing it the way we do it. And that brought an end to the whole <laughs> conversation yeah because i wasn't trying to beat him over the head with it i was trying to find out why he still why he still wanted to do it that way you know if if christ says this is the way you know this is the way to do it (laughs) you know if he has established it for this way then why try to do it some other way since christ is the way the truth and the life so um he, he just And still, still we have these guys that want to be apostles and and rule everything and and be prophets and and be able to, we we still have this glorification of man and we still try to set things up that way. We still try to have uh, like, we still try to have knights of the round table, but still be the king. And still have everybody listen to me while I spout all my stuff. And I'm not saying that for any particular thing. I did that. You know, I was going to make everybody equal around the board table. And we had, we had a board meeting. But I had the final say. Uh, I not only gave the beginning discourse and did it for a long time. And then I'd ask for questions. And, it, and um, when I did, did it that way, this was 35 years ago. I mean, I was, I was used, I was trained in that so well that this is the way it's done. Yeah. And, uh, I could not get out of that mold. Yeah. And so finally he literally, the Lord had to sit me down and take me out, uh, for a long time, uh, before he even allowed me to touch his bride again uh, you know, in, in a way that I'm not talking about touching her, but uh, even approaching his, because he wanted to make sure that I knew that this is his bride. This is his people, not, it's not yours. You don't have the privilege to do whatever you want to. I'm sorry, I'm bouncing up and down in my chair. I'm excited. so it's wobbling my camera, but you don't have the privilege to do whatever you want to do to my bride. I don't care what you think. This is my bride. This isn't yours.
0: It's a king's bride, man.
1: Yeah. And you're, you're wanting her to like you.
0: Yeah. You're wanting. You said trying to seduce her away from the king. Yeah. Or or divided loyalty. I mean, you know, right. For the king, but like me. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's my vision.
1: I mean, God, the king gave me this vision. But if you don't want to be a part of it, you get out.
0: Yeah.
1: What type of a, what type of an emissary or ambassador of the king is that going to be? Yeah. He does. He's not telling his bride, if you don't like what the ambassador says, get out. Yeah. Well, I don't think so. I mean, it doesn't seem that way.
0: No. I mean, um,
1: I don't know. Maybe that's not our job. Maybe your job isn't to train. I don't know. <laughs>
0: You know, Paul. Paul says in Second Corinthians chapter eleven, he said, "I have this um, to woo um, her to one, to woo his bride to one husband." And the word "woo" Ooh, is that's right. You charm her. So our whole approach should be to to actually get her to so love him, to be so focused on him. Right that she's ready for him, you know?
2: Right, right. Yeah, because
1: like we've said before, you know, he it says there are many eunuchs that are in the earth. There are some that are born eunuchs, some that are made eunuchs by men, and some that have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of God's sake. Uh, when you look all the way throughout scripture, the eunuch was one that the king actually put over his harem.
2: Right.
1: He was the one that put in charge of his, his bride or his wife even if he had one as far as all her businesses all of her whatever because he knew that that man would never try to touch her for himself and right. consequently the king also put him over all of all of his business affairs yeah so uh you know because he knew that the that the man had no ambition or desire for himself anymore
0: that's right
1: so it's it was a matter of uh, there, there's a reason God put those things in there about a eunuch. There's a reason he puts those things in there about John the Baptist and people like that being like eunuchs, you know, that, uh, um, and not touching, not touching this whole thing for ourselves or what we think we're supposed to do about it.
0: Well, that's, we, come, we come back to the original thought is that, uh, you know, the commandments of men, the traditions of men, the religious approach is really to create your own truth, right? Like, right. You know, we Jesus said, "I, I love this." I always, I struggled with this for many years, and I didn't quite understand what he was trying to say, except you know the text of it. But now I under, you know have a clearer understanding. Is like Jesus said, "You say," ah, "You say." Yeah, you know, usually, that,
2: yeah. Yeah, you know,
0: if that that uh if a man um commits adultery, you know. But right. I say to you that if a man so much as you know thinks Think. about it, he's committed adultery. And so uh, the the and or gazes or however you put, put it, but um the fact of the matter is is that Jesus always brought the truth of it, the spirit of it into uh into play, you know, is because he was saying about you as a commandment of man, you say, but I'm telling you what the truth is. And, right. and, and that's it. it's not the truth that you want to embrace. It's not the truth that you want uh, or the truth that you think it should be. It's the truth of what it is. And, and we don't embrace that truth. That's the problem. So religion, I, I said this week in a post in the Facebook group, is that religion is the biggest enemy of the kingdom of God. That's true. I really believe that. It's the biggest enemy. And, and it's the one thing that it's the one thing that worked against Jesus' assignment all the time.
1: Yeah. Pilots and it's, is the, biggest, and it's the biggest enemy.
0: Yeah.
1: Not and just it's, enemy, it's the biggest enema too. Enema. It clears out everything.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it tries to anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Cancel anything. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, anything, anything that is that is of God it religion just i don't know whether it slowly pushes it out or it negates it over a period of time to where you become so desensitized to the spirit of god because now your mind or what you already know rules so much in that area that you're not sensitized you're not you're not sensible (laughs) you're not sensitized at all to the spirit of god and his movement anymore because you're not you already know what to do
0: yeah
1: if you already know what to do then you're not living by faith
0: well that's are you yeah well even that concept (laughs) it depends on how you want to view the faith you know because everybody's got a different you know, everybody's got their oh, yeah. view on what faith is, you know, on yeah. what the word of God is. How do we, how do, and, and you see, that's what I, when Steve, when I looked at the word of God and I, I, I began to realize is that the, the denominational institutions will have a paradigm. They've been taught a paradigm on how to read the scripture. So they read it and they absolutely believe it's like that. You can tell right. them that the Holy Spirit, the baptism, the Holy Spirit is real, Speaking, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. They cannot see it. They will fight you tooth and nail to prove it's wrong.
1: And tell you it's of the devil.
0: And tell you it's of the devil, you know, and yeah. and that elder rule is passed away, and that the fivefold ministry is passed away. Pastors are still around. I don't know why, but the rest are all gone. Um, but, you know, that, and that's it. Oh, oh, but the deacons, they, they now have the... The rulership you know it's like based upon what the board you know etc so so, but then you have the pentecostals come along. they've got a paradigm of their own so now they look at all the scripture from their paradigm and then each group
1: has their own language
0: and they've got their own little language and their own little system and their own little punishment if you do not comply you know so they've got their own little thing that they implement then you have the charismatics I was the charismatic. Right. I got saved in the midst of the charismatic move of the 80s. Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> wonderful. You know, I came out of totally non-religious. I was just wild. So, but that was my training, you know. However, I found out much the same. You you read the word the same way. And if you don't comply, you get punished somewhere along the line as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, like was- you say, we
1: always read it. We always read it with that. Um, oh, what's it say? You read it with a veil over your face.
0: Yes. Yes. And that's the thing. So the Moses people were reading, and that's what what Paul says in in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He said, you know, they're always reading it with a veil over there. But he says, the Spirit of God is written upon the tablets of your heart now. Right, right. is, Is that we desensitize, just what you were saying, to what the Spirit of God is revealing on the inside of us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. We've still got right. these glasses on. And I said to somebody the other day, as it, you know, I'm I'm maybe I'm sounding like a record player now, you know, is that but when I when I took off those glasses and said, Okay, I I'm getting an understanding of kingdom now, and I began to focus from that point of view, not as a dispensation, not as a new doctrine, but as the theme of what God was trying to establish, or not trying, what he was establishing throughout the Jesus came and preached. suddenly I read scripture from a totally different perspective. And suddenly I'm like, I'm I'm free in so many areas, but at the same time, I'm understanding, okay, there are certain boundaries that I didn't see before. There's certain liberties, there's certain boundaries, there's certain rights, and there's certain things that I don't have to worry about, like I did before in Try and conform to that I did before because the kingdom is different, you know. So, um, right. But Do you suppose but, that's because now
1: we see it through the veil differently than we did then, or I, the 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 glasses are yeah, yeah. The
0: layers,
2: Our lens is different. Yeah.
0: You see, so we're not focusing on on trying to change. We're just changing the lens. But some people are so focused on their lens, right? That, that they don't see the truth, you know.
1: Well, because we believe the lens is the truth.
0: Ah, ah, that's, that's like beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) I love that. Yes, I love that. That's beautiful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, there's a, something I found out too, that it depends on who I'm around because I'll have to speak to different things differently. Mm. I noticed that I have to couch my words differently because I know how that person believes so i have a tendency to try to speak to where they're at at this time does that make sense Mm. so to try to get them to see the kingdom of heaven rather than just speaking the truth i will try to take them from where they're at to a different place and i don't know whether that's so wise or not rather than just speaking the truth as it is
0: either you're wise or otherwise i'm I'm really stupid (laughs) i I tend to i found out i found out one
1: thing (laughs) see i had a friend see what taught me this or what i was thinking of i had a friend who who was a, a senior olympian i mean he he went to the senior olympics all the time and i used to train with him i'd swim with him and stuff like that to try to you know, get his speed up and, and, uh, you know, just watch for different things he was doing and just help him in that whole area. Well, I don't, I don't remember how old he was. He was in his seventies um, when he first started. So uh, anyway, Dick? huh? Was that Dick? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was in yeah. his seventies. Yeah. Yeah. Dick Lee. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was kind of funny. Cause you know, I went to all these meets and stuff with him and I noticed one thing you do not shout in a senior Olympic swim meet that stroke, stroke, stroke. It just makes everybody panic. Well, I begin to think about I begin <laughs> I begin to think about, you know, how I do that around other people. You know, I got I was I began to be so much aware of what I said then with the different people that were around me because I knew that certain words were triggers for them. Hmm. And so I would avoid the triggers. It doesn't seem like Christ avoided the triggers. Not always. (laughs) Yeah. It seemed like he went ahead and just spoke the truth as it was and let it lay uh now sometimes he spoke in parables and things like that because he says in seeing they won't see anyway in hearing they won't hear anyway but you know i'm giving it to you in this way so that you will see and know so he was giving it to them in a different way well not in a different way but in the same way but then he says now i'm going to show you the real truth and he explains things to them but i always wondered about that as far as when you're speaking to a different group um it's not to be and maybe that's what I started doing was being politically correct according to the group that I was with at that time. So you begin to tamper with or temper the very word of God according to how they saw it, not to try to neutralize it in any way, but effectually it ended up neutralizing that very word.
0: Yeah, you see, I if I... Looking at Christ, with the crowd, right. like you said, he spoke in parables, which means he didn't give them the blatant upfront thing. Right. The disciples, he did. Right. The intricacies, he said, to you, it's given to know the mysteries or the keys or the truths or the principles of the kingdom of God. To the religious, <laughs> he opposed them with the kingdom.
2: Right, 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 because right. He
0: knew that was the greatest enemy. He didn't withhold it from pa- Pilate, he didn't say about, he didn't preach the kingdom, but he just said, Pilate says, Are you a king? And he says, Yes, I am, but not of this realm. Right. Pilate says, I want nothing to do with this. Pilate understood what he was dealing with straight away. He understood he was dealing with a different kingdom that had nothing to do with this realm. And so the religious wanted a kingdom in this realm, but it wasn't Jesus. They wanted their own political system that would uphold their position. And Jesus, right. what Jesus, what bringing to them is uh, it shall not be so among you. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's why it bothers me
1: so much whenever we take, um, uh, for instance, I, I, I make it a race issue or whatever else, and I bring my my culture, my race, my upbringing, uh, my denomination, my whatever into what I'm talking about in the kingdom of God. It has nothing to do with race religion um, ideology nothing it has to do with the kingdom of god but yet we bring it we bring all that baggage with us and that's the thing that it got to me uh, one time i remember reading where christ sent out the disciple or the 70 or 120 or however many of went out he sent them all out and he says now don't don't take any bag nor script nor extra clothing in other words don't take all your old baggage with you when you go out to preach Don't take it with you. Yeah, You don't have need of any of that. I'm going to give you, I'm going to make sure you're supplied for. So don't take all your old baggage with you. What you're doing is you're going out and you're bringing all of what you are and trying to prepare for yourself when you get there. Don't do that. Exactly. Just go and be who I am in that place and bring me there. And it's going to be sufficient for you. Don't bring all this other, because invariably... I'm going to impose on you somehow who I am or what what my culture is. Invariably, I'm going to do that. So how can I, how can I avoid that? Well, just don't take don't take that. You're not an ambassador of this kingdom. You're an ambassador of the kingdom of God.
0: You're not an ambassador of man. You're not an ambassador of, the, of any organization. You're not an ambassador of any culture. Accept the kingdom of God. Paul right. This, and this was a huge thing I studied that, meditated on it, didn't study it. I meditated on this and I go, what was the principle behind this? Jesus said, Some say I'm of Paul. Some say I'm of Apollos. Some even say I'm of Christ. And he said, What are you? Babies. You cannot even yet consume spiritual things. He said, You're right. still carnal. And I thought, Wow. I mean, we have. We have missed this thing so badly. Uh it's just yeah. our, our paradigm has been so dysfunctional, and that's why Paul right. Peter said, I mean, Jesus says to Peter, he said, You are mindful of the things of man. That's why you you know he had the a revelation of, G, of Jesus sending Jesus right. mission, but he he immediately resorts to trying to interfere with the process. And, yeah,
1: his mind was full of the things of man.
0: Uh, and he says, you're mindful. That word I looked up is is the is a, a Greek word, meaning you are of the opinion or uh, the paradigm. It's another word would be, you're of the mindset. Uh, right. You're of the mindset of man and not of God
1: it's interesting that that even that term mind set you've already set your mind a certain way that's right um rather than letting this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus uh, that means to allow to to actually give permission to come in and let this mind be in you don't don't keep doing it the way that you think is proper you know um old things are passed away behold all things are become new well let Let this mind be in you. Don't don't be mindful of from whence you came. If you're mindful of what you came out of, your culture, your whatever, you will have the opportunity to return, it says. Yeah. Because they were mindful of the things that they that when they came out, they'll have the opportunity to return. So don't keep being yeah, don't be mindful of the world. Don't be mindful of the system you came out of. Don't be mindful of all that other stuff. Uh, a, a son of god is led by the spirit of god not by what he knows to be true in the past
2: that's right
1: so w- to be mindful of christ to be mind full of christ because yeah. uh, we now have the mind of christ if so we should be we should be acting like it i shouldn't be acting like a scottish highlander from whence i came you know i mean that's not my heritage even though it's maybe my natural heritage, but I I don't run around in a kilt and a you know high socks just for the fun of it. I mean that's even though it's fun at Highland Games and stuff, I don't do that. Uh, but you you also don't speak from that culture now anymore.
0: That's what I was going to say. Is you can you can leave the country, you can change the kilt, you can not blow bagpipes, but you can still be thinking and talking like it.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, especially thinking like it. Yeah, yeah.
0: and the thing—the thing that I'm And if you don't like
1: haggis, it's up to you. It's your problem. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, it's just like that's bad.
1: <coughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I interrupt. I
0: was, was going to say the thing. The thing is, is that you, we we need to understand is Satan's weapon first off is religion, and religion right. divides. So he right. always he's always dividing. And he will never divide it on a on a basis of uh, light and dark, kingdom and and kingdoms of the kingdom of God and the kingdoms of this world. He'll never make it that blatant. It's like seduction. It's like, right, you know, right. You know the guy that says, "Oh, I woke up in bed with with this woman," you know, and and, and I don't know how I got there. You you, you lie through your teeth because you thought about it, you began to touch at a certain point in time, you you uh, played around with words before you even got to the touching side. And then before you knew it, you were uh, embracing and then, you know, then it, it come. you knew exactly uh, where it started. Yeah. And so, you know, is that like, Satan is not that... First stupid.
1: of all, you like the idea. Oh,
0: it. you love the idea. So you're embracing the idea. And, and Satan is not that stupid. So he doesn't seduce us uh, with you know, starting with boom, you know, well, you light and you darkness, you know, which one do you want? It's just like no, right. he, he brings division. So he uses terms, he uses cultural terms, he uses um, he uses national political ideologies, he uses uh, isms, he uses religion, he uses all sorts of things to divide. You right. in your, in your, so we clash on a value system. Right, right. Most arguments, you know, I look at America right now. I, I never imagined I'd ever be coming to this country so divided. I, I never imagined it. You know, I've been in other places in the world, seen it. I'd never imagined I'd see it here, but here I am. And and I'm looking at this and I'm going, you know, Steve, the thing that I realized, Michelle and I used to, oh, when we first got married, this is like, we, it was it was hilarious now you look back you think what the heck you know but then it was like this big argument our whole lives revolved around I think now I think I wasted so much energy on stupid stuff you know but right, we right. were arguing people thought we were going to get divorced and I never understood it so I took time and you know obviously I used the word of God because I had to bring a a median into this that would separate all of this but I didn't understand why. So over the years, I began to study why. And I realized her culture came from Pentecostal. My culture came from no culture. I mean, it was just like right. nothing. It was just free for all, you know? So we've got these two cultures get put into one home. And right. boom, you've got this explosion of dysfunctionality. The underlying norms, values, behaviors, paradigms acceptance mindsets are what clash they never clash on the on the conscious level they clash at the subconscious level so i've grown up with experiences with with certain impressions you know my dad taught me stuff my dad wasn't a christian i led him to the lord you know uh, my mom wasn't a christian i led her to the lord only afterwards but um you know they didn't uh, so they didn't know anything. They were just taking whatever they gleaned from darkness and right. formed us with that kind of thinking. So we grew up with that mindset and whatever we're thinking. Now, I mean, Michelle's exactly the same. We get put into the same home together. Suddenly we were in a one-bedroom flat, just the two of us. Um, and no, it wasn't the two of us. It was all the cultures that we brought in. <laughs> together into their home so mom dad brother sister granny grandpa cousins all the crap that was out there suddenly is all in one flat and there's two people representing those cultures and you think it's going to go easy no it's boom baby it's just clash and so the underlying culture clash was so huge and yet we've We think we're fighting over the dirty plate. Right. (laughs) No, you're fighting a culture, a value, a norm, a behavior, a thinking, a you know, representing everything. And so we've got, now whether it's on a big level or a small level, we've got exactly the same thing. Right. And the thing is, as soon as somebody, you know, when somebody raises any kind of card, any card to me is like any ism, any card to me, I ignore them. I just like, I don't even... I don't, doesn't even register with, I'm first, I'm not going to try and justify myself. Secondly, I'm not going to try and argue reason with a mindset because it doesn't work. And thirdly, I'm not going to accept the division. So I just carry on like, there is no ism. There is no divide. I'm going to reach across any divide because I know that I'm a kingdom citizen, not a jolly any ism. You know? Uh, so, is like, I'm going to reach straight away and just ignore that. You can bring up what you like, I don't care, right. but because I know who is the inception of all in division. And if you don't get that, you know, if you don't get that, you, you can never be an ambassador of the kingdom of God. You can't. That's true.
1: That's true. You cannot. Yeah. And that was the key to something I was saying earlier, you know, how how did christ do that did he speak to their situation uh he usually spoke to the heart of whatever the matter was as opposed to answering their particular question anyway but like you said he didn't he was he didn't think like he was from here he he thought he thought the kingdom of god yeah so therefore he spoke as somebody having authority he didn't speak because it was his idea or his concept or anything else he just he just said well this is the way it is i mean this is what my father says and so i'm gonna speak it yeah and and
0: um,
1: oh yeah yeah so he wasn't trying to think of what to say in any particular situation and uh that's what that's what it seems like um we've we've tried to do is placate or maybe i'll put it this way i've tried to do is placate everybody around me so that i might have the opportunity later on to speak to them or i might have the infiltration into whatever it is they're doing as opposed to just speaking speaking truth or speaking christ into the situation or speaking right the way it is right now i mean that's You know, let me drop all the charades. Let me drop all this other stuff. I don't need to be politically correct around you. I don't need to. I don't need to speak to you as I know you want to be spoken to. You know, I can. You speak, you speak Christ, or don't bother. Basically, and I guess that's. It seems like that's where he's bringing me more, uh, because before I used to be so worried about what people thought of me. Um, or I I was afraid of losing the relationship or whatever. And it says they, who through fear of death, whether it be death of a relationship, uh, death of my finances, uh, death of whatever. Uh, cause some people, we won't speak to a certain way because you're giving to me, (laughs) Uh oh my land. So, you know, that, but fear of death, those who through fear of death are subject to bondage all the days of their life. I mean, if I'm fear of the death of this relationship, I'm going to speak to you a certain way and I'm going to be in bondage to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's probably why, um, you know, like you were talking to Michelle the other day, you know, why, why does this work? Cause uh, Steve is such an interesting character. I don't know how in the world it could even work. You know, <laughs> you know, as far as, but like you've said, you've said many, many times to me, um, our relationship is not up for negotiation. That's it. I mean, that's the bottom line. Um, if that's the case, if you have no fear of death, you're going to speak the truth,
0: That's it.
1: but you're also going to handle it a different way because you love and you know that you are loved you know that there's a decision that's been made that's not going to breach that relationship or try to put it asunder it's going to try to do whatever it takes to um to keep what god has put together so you know that's that's something that even in most marriages you don't see because it seems like there's this underlying current of culture <laughs> that says, "Hey, if I'm not pleased, if I'm not happy, I can get out."
0: Yeah. Well, and that's the culture of the day, and that's the culture yeah. in everything. In everything, it's like if yeah. you don't agree with me, I'll either right. you down or I'll leave. You know. Yeah. So,
1: and if I'm not treated right, or if you're a Jezebel, or if I can call you a Jezebel, or think you are one, or or whatever, and you're not acting the way the Scripture tells me you're supposed to act, then then you're out.
0: Yeah, I'll cancel you.
1: Yeah, but and it doesn't, Christ said, even yet, while we were yet sinners, he died for us. It didn't say, wait till we were good people, <laughs> then lay down your life.
0: No, exactly. His commitment to us in relationship was before we even sort of featured on the map.
2: <laughs> right, right.
0: Of, of right. relationship, but, you know, that, that was it. He was committed to that relationship. He was committed. Yeah. To-
1: the nature of Christ says... Okay, so the spirit of Christ. I will never leave you nor forsake you, not even to the end of the age. That's, that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's covenant.
0: Yeah, but yet religion in the church has started this whole divisive thing right throughout the nations.
2: Right, right. I'm
0: telling you, it started in the church. It's, I'm sure it's,
2: it did, yeah. It's
0: religion that started the divide and and we can see that going right to the Tower of Babel that they were building is like you
1: know why the Methodists and Free Methodists split?
0: Well, probably, and that's why the old the old Apostles and the new Apostles, you know, a new, old apostle Church and the new apostle Church, and and this one and that. I mean, it doesn't matter which yeah. one you go to. It's like the like old Apostle, new Apostle. You know? Yeah. Free, you know? Yeah.
1: The 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 Methodist Church came to a point where a family could go ahead and invest or buy a pew so you had your family pew the free methodists believe or the there was a group of people that believe that you should be free to sit anywhere you shouldn't have your own this is true (laughs) you should be free to sit anywhere in that building and so you didn't have to have your name on the pew you didn't have to buy a pew you didn't have so this was this was the underlying culture at that time and this is this was the this was one of the breakaway things one of the major breakaway things we are free to sit anywhere well no you're not because we have these family pews you know they got certain heirlooms that whatever so mm-hmm. now we become the free methodist you know i mean
0: I yeah hey listen I, w- I was at a fraternal meeting you know ministers fraternal meeting and now well, going back years ago But one of the Pentecostal guys, he he was like a real out there kind of guy. And he he just said, so we were meeting at the um, Roman Catholic Diocese, whatever they are, whatever. So it's in this little forum thing, room. And Father Doodad was there and so this this pentecostal guy is like he was a real story you know he just goes so father whatever his name is like tell us you know what is your view on on like the the charismatic uh, denominations of the world and whatever else you know and this guy went on his now we're talking 1990s
2: <laughs> right right
0: 1990s in a modern society with uh, and he went on this thing absolutely trying to convince us that Calvin and Martin Luther missed God totally and were so deceived by Satan that they divided the church forever and ever since then, and that the only true church is still. And I, I sat there, I was gobsmacked. I could not believe. And I thought to myself, so I actually asked, I said, so you actually believe that we are all supposed to be by God under the Roman Catholic? He said, absolutely. He said, we wouldn't have any of the problems we've got because everything would be in proper order then. And I thought to myself, yeah, exactly. We would still be ruled um, we would by still one
1: party be, system,
0: <laughs> by, by that one party system, man, with the elites running everything and uh and not being able to read your bible and not being able to say you know not having the liberty to sit anywhere <laughs> and so yeah am i gone disappearing now
1: well you got just a oh now you're all all gone
0: okay oh there you are yeah my battery ran flat suddenly so um uh, yeah so so you know that's the kind of divisiveness now they will maintain, they maintain their paradigm that right. we are right. You're all wrong. Right. And, and, you know, it's just like, okay, I understand there is light and darkness, there's error and there's truth. You know, we understand that, but I come back down to the one thing I, I don't see Jesus preaching. He didn't say, you know what guys, cause they came to him and they said, Jesus you know, they want you to stay in the city. And after a night of prayer, he goes, you know what? I must go to the other cities also because my purpose is, this is my purpose, to preach the, the kingdom of God to the other places also. Right. And that was his whole approach, his whole thinking. He didn't say, I must go and preach, you know, my life story and uh, or I must go and preach uh, the cross or, you know, he just said i've got to go and preach the kingdom of god to the other places also right it was like totally not about him he wasn't preaching him he was preaching the kingdom of god and he said his message was what he started with matthew uh, um, 4 17 or 18 repent for <laughs> the kingdom of heaven is here right change your paradigm. And it's, it's, sorry. And he's still saying, change your paradigm.
1: Yeah, your way and, of thinking.
0: You know, it's just like, okay, I, I, will start, I will start with values. I will first find where the values are, where's the person's values, and see where they're coming from. And when, they've, when I've listened enough to them to for them to think that I'm, not to think, but where they can see that I'm interested in where they are, who they are, at a certain point, as I was telling you earlier, we met with these people and, you know, they like into all sorts of conspiracies and stuff like that. And which is fair enough. You know, I listened to them for two two dinner dinner appointments and I listened, I listened. The third one, I said, well, now let me tell you where I come from. And, uh, and they said, okay, we, we you know, we, we think it's strange, but we'll listen anywhere. And I <laughs> preached kingdom to them. I didn't preach church. I didn't right. preach my denomination. I didn't preach, you know, uh, little facets of the denomination. I said you are looking for, the thing that you're trying to promote here is not based upon any organization, institution, mindset, or ism. It's all based upon the kingdom of God, where one king rules. And when that king rules, all of that comes into place. All that you're looking for to try and institute through your human methods are going to fail. Because only the King of Kings can bring that in. He's looking to establish a nation called the Kingdom of right. God. You know, and but you know, then now I've had my, you know, now I want to see if they're going to meet with me again. Yeah. <laughs> because you know, now we take it from there. But what I'm trying to say is, and I said to them, is like I don't, I don't know if I've got it all. I don't know if I understand. I don't think I I don't think I understand the Kingdom of God because I've right. got so much unlearning to do. But the one thing I do know, Steve, is like I know I've got I've I've changed the lens. I might not have perfected the lens, right? But I've changed the lens. You know, I've I'm looking at it from a different totally different perspective. And, And when I do, I understand what's going on in a much better sense, you know, much better.
1: Well, just like we were talking about earlier, as far as even in the political realm, you have seen You've seen what is going on right now uh, with the current administration and everything else. You've already seen all this taking place before in other countries that you've lived in and lived through. They're doing exactly the same thing. It's no different. It okay. comes. It comes straight out of the communist Manif- manifesto, and and everybody's going, oh, it's okay. You know, I mean, it's like, it's like they're so. Um, been so brainwashed by their own culture or how they've seen things for so long that they're blinded to actually what's going on yeah. and that's exactly what happens in the spirit realm exactly like you said satan doesn't want to look different than god he said i'm gonna be like the most high i'm gonna give you something that looks so similar that you're gonna think it's god mm-hmm. and it's not because even in even in ezekiel it says you will set your threshold beside my threshold your pillars beside my pillars but it's not mine now son of man show the house of the house of israel and if they be ashamed of their iniquities then show them the patterns thereof and all this stuff but but basically we've we've done exactly the same thing we've set it up just like or right beside his threshold right beside his pillars, and saying, yeah, it's God, but it's not. And that's where I would challenge anybody to go through it and say, is this the way of Christ? Is this Christ? Are you giving Christ to people? Are you giving the anointed one? Are you giving the kingdom of God to somebody? Or are you giving your own mindset or your own understanding of what it might be to them?
0: Yeah, and tagged as.
1: Right, tagged as the kingdom, tagged as whatever, yeah. tagged as God.
0: I'm bringing Jesus to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. because I've heard that, you know, you, you have too. You know, oh, uh, I, I, I prayed and fasted for two or three hours, and, and the Lord spoke unto me and said, well, now all of a sudden they're giving you their idea of something. And it, you know good and well in your own heart that's not God, but you can't dispute it because they said God told them.
0: Yeah. And oh, yeah. Yeah. You'd be going against their spirituality if you you know you know if you said no. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, and you're going against God. I don't care what the scripture says. This is what he told me. Yeah. Yeah. Now what do you do with that? You know, I mean, you, you have no, you have the reason that's done is so you have no entrance to give any sort of correction, instruction, or or any sort of insight into what they're saying. I'm well, doing it to disqualify you from speaking into my
2: life.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like, um, well, we are the children of Abraham. Ma. We, we adhere to the law of Moses.
2: <laughs> right. Right.
0: <laughs> sound like similar stuff, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why you and I always say, you know, I don't have all the answers. I'm still learning all this stuff. I'm still learning the kingdom of God. My filter is changing, my paradigm is changing. Every time I look into the scripture I go, "Oh man, that's what that means now." It's like it's like just a a little bit more of a shift of the lens and you're going, "Oh man, when yeah. did he put that in there?" Because you don't you've not seen it that way before because now your filter has been changed internally and now your whole your whole mind set you've set your mind differently than it was set before
2: yeah
1: and now yeah. you can see it from a different point of view or vantage point point. and that's why i said in the last thing that i sent out as far as faith faith is a place that you see all of life from
2: yeah.
1: it's a place where you're seated in christ at the right hand of the father in heavenly places. And now you see the way he believes you see from his perspective and you believe what he believes. Now that's, that's faith. It's not trying to work up something. It's not trying to figure it out. It's not trying to get more of it. It's just, it's seen from his perspective basically.
2: Yeah.
1: So, yeah. And, and maybe that's too simple. <laughs> I don't know, but it just, there's a, there's a perspective that we come from because faith is seen because it is the substance it is the evidence of things not seen so it's and faith and the kingdom doesn't come by observation well where does it come from it's within you so now the whole it comes full circle it's however you've seen the kingdom to be is how you're going to live and if you see the kingdom being a certain way, you're going to live that way until all of a sudden your paradigm shifts or your filter changes a little bit. And you go, Oh man, I can't believe I saw that that way for the last 25, 30 years.
0: It's like the guys that, that have lived in a certain ism, you know, they they've been right. Communism. And, you know, suddenly they get saved and now, right. you know, and which has happened, I mean, miraculously, or even, uh, you know, even in Islamism, which is, you know, right here run the guys somebody gets saved and suddenly you know he has a vision of Jesus and, and 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 you know it's like suddenly he sees something of life that religion couldn't offer him and right now or, or her whatever and now they they change totally um, and and in that whole paradigm suddenly they look at that and say like, that's not life that's not real that's not that's right. not what it's right. about. You know, I've, I've discovered this, and this is what it's about. And it's just like, wow, you know, the whole life shifts. And that's the thing is a paradigm shift is not something that comes with with like, um, you can do it on education. So it can be a slow process, which some of us are on, you know, is that process of like relearning and you have to renew your mind. Are you there? Anyway, I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> But um, so you you having this shift to to another totally new perspective, uh, but the the um. But the best one is when God arrests you like Paul and you suddenly have a total change of life and the scales came right. off his eyes. I what are what the scales were? Does it sound like religion that right. blinded him? You know, is that when he met the truth, he was blinded. I wonder why, because religion had blinded him so much, you know, that the when the when the shepherds are blind and the blind follow the blind and they all fall in a ditch. Yep. You know? And so I think I really personally, I'm not saying I have scripture for this, but you know, those scales <laughs> that out of his eyes I just like and he could see again. That was like that prophetic process that he had to go through to see what actually happened to him,
2: you know, right, that, right,
0: it was it, and
2: but unfortunately, that which is first is natural.
0: Yes, and and unfortunately, we're still dealing with people with scales on their eyes in the religious right. context. And I'm not saying we have it all. I, you know, by no means. Right. I'm just there. Right. there are many more talk talk the same stuff as us. However, you know, we are talking specifically about bigger picture on this
1: and and yeah but they still see things with a veil over their heart or scales uh, over their eyes or whatever
0: yes so exactly uh, right
1: and i'd still do that to some degree in certain areas i'm sure i'm sure i do i mean i it's just i'm not naive enough to know that i've i've come to the fullness and stature of christ yet uh to where i'm i see things according to my father's perspective i i really don't in some areas still yeah. I mean, I know that, so uh, it's not, it would be, it would be, um, well, it'd be stupid of me <laughs> to figure that I, that I have the uh, real true focus of, of Christ and the kingdom of God. Um, oh, yeah. That's,
0: that's why we need each other. That's true. That's why the, that's true. I cannot say to the ear, I have no need of you,
2: you know? Right. Right, Like we yeah. all
0: need each other because the, I see something that you hear something, the toe goes somewhere, you know, everybody, we need each other. And God has placed and ordained each person in the body as he has seen fit. And so, right. you know, each gift is, is required. We've just got to stop and get off our little pony, little religious pony horses that we like to ride around the merry-go-round, round right. and round and think we are so hot and that we're going to be riding into the sunset, liberating the world without isms and our little, um, you know, divisions and and our little paradigms that we think is is so wonderful. You know, we've got to get all our right. pony horses and start saying, you know what? Maybe there are other gifts in the body of Christ that can contribute to my viewpoint or my paradigm. Right. Yeah,
1: because um, you see, you see the same. Like I've said before, you see the tree, the same tree I'm looking at, but you see it from a different side or a different perspective than right, I do. Right. And I, I need that viewpoint. Otherwise, all I see is a single-sided Christ. Yeah. I mean, but he's a multifaceted. Exactly. Uh, His
0: wisdom is multifaceted. That's what it yeah, says.
1: He's yeah. 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 So if I only see one side of that wisdom, I'm not, I'm not seeing a full picture.
0: No, you, we, and and that's the thing is as soon as we, you know, it's like well, one guy we know, you know, he, it was like, here's Zion and there's Babylon. And, uh, you know, everything was Babylon besides that. And then the closer I got, I found out that he only saw himself as Zion. Everybody else was Babylon. Everybody except him. And I go, right. okay, this, he now won't listen to anybody because everybody's Babylon. And I go, what? Right. You know, now you've got you, 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 there's no, there's no deception like as bad as self-deception. I'm telling you. Yeah. There's no think...
1: deception like self-deception, like <laughs> self-deception. I know.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the deception I know. Yeah. Um, yeah so... Everything
1: about it seems appealing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's
2: run with it. <laughs> Oh
0: god, Steve.
2: Yeah, you so (laughs) different Yeah, so there. Okay, now
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, now I lost my point, but that's fine. (laughs) No deception. No deception or self-deception. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, we we have to we have to begin to um well we we have to go back to the gospels and and look at what
1: Jesus said. Back to the simplicity that's in Christ Jesus.
0: You know, that was for me is like, go and read what Jesus did, really did. What did he say? Really said. We we love what Jesus did. We don't often look at what Jesus said. Right. And we need to see what Jesus said, when he said it, how he said it, to who he was saying it, because then a lot of wisdom and discernment will come into our lives. But we, we don't like to do that too often. So we... Um, we need to go back to the Gospels, and and look at what, Red, huh? Who's red?
1: I've done that before. We, re- you just go into the Bible and just read the red. You just read, read the, the red, red. words. Yes. Yeah, read the red. So. Yeah.
0: There's actually an app. There's an. not an app. There's a. There's a, a. A YouTube video where the guy reads the words of Jesus. And, really. Yeah. And no, just and he does it really nice because he. He reads and then he pauses. Then he reads the next thing and he pauses. And, and so sometimes at night, I just, when I can't sleep, I put it on and I just listen to the words of Jesus. And he just, only the words of Jesus. And so. Wow, that's and, interesting. Yeah, it's like really phenomenal. And you, you know, it's just because it clears out all the stuff in between, you know, and uh, yeah, I really enjoy that. But it was, hey, last point, last point I'm going to bring up here. Um, have you thought about this? The Gospels were written by the dudes that were around Jesus, okay? Right. But the Gospels were written like 70 to 100 years after the fact that Jesus had died and risen from the dead and ascended into heaven. So after the book of Acts started, the the Gospels are written, and yet they write nothing about What Paul wrote about. (laughs) They write, they didn't talk about um, their rights in Christ. They didn't, they went, uh, we disappeared again.
1: Yeah, the last thing I heard was 72 uh (laughs) a 72 what? uh, Yeah, the the gospels were written. Yeah, 72 a
0: 70 to 100 years after Jesus. Ascended into heaven. Right. So that's historical. So, but they never wrote anything about what Paul wrote about. They didn't write about what happened after the cross, or or what happened um, in the at the throne. They didn't write about the revelation that they had of the mystery of Christ after that. You know what? So our rights and privileges. They took us right back to the Gospels and took us back to what Jesus did, said, and accomplished. Not, not even accomplish What he, what he, what he, he was sent to do, and what he, what he did in that time. Right, right. And I thought that was so phenomenal to me. I went back to that. And I thought they want the Holy Spirit wanted us to see something there that right. we, we, we need to get because he, he gave it back. He gave it to us even after all that time when they had revelation of. Of other things, you know, of of the new creation in Christ and all the rest of it, but yet the Holy Spirit takes them back to write the account of Christ's life and His words wow. for a reason.
1: Wow! Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, we need to think about that. I, I I just think we need to read it in that context and say, you know, what is it that the Holy Spirit's trying to show me here? You know? Yeah,
1: and that's the reason those are called the Gospels probably too because gospel means the good news
0: that's right
1: it's the good news of christ it's not and what he said what he did how he accomplished it what he uh because the rest of it's not considered the gospels no they're letters right epistles are letters yeah yeah so there's a reason it was the gospels of right now john of course had the revelation It wasn't the revelation of John. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ Christ. to John.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's what, what was revealed of Jesus Christ to John. So, um, a lot of people think it's futuristic. Um, it, it appears like a lot of the stuff he spoke about was what Jesus Christ is doing and what he does in a person's life when he's revealed to him.
0: And the thing is that's again you know one of the d- biggest distractions is I've always learned this I learned this long time ago in marketing was the closer you look the less you see right. if you want if you want to introduce something in the back door keep everybody focused on the front door right so, or, or a side door if you want to put somebody in the front door focus on the side door focus on a person focus on something and you distract everybody from r- what's really happening because the right. herd mentality is to follow mass media or whatever and and Satan works exactly the same way if he can oh yeah keep us distracted he can introduce something else to us jesus comes in the front door is it the shepherd comes out through the gate you know is right. that everybody but, else but,
1: is a thief and a robber
0: ah, comes jumps over the fence at night you know so they they enter in illegally and we've got right. to begin to understand is that um, there is uh, there is something Satan will try and divide us and dis, dis, distract us from what is actually the real reason we we should be focused on on them.
1: Um, right, right. You know? So stay away from the political stuff whenever we're talking to people. Yeah. Stay away from what you believe. Yes. Stay away from what you think. Yeah. Stay away from what you feel and speak. Christ. Yeah. Give them Christ. That's yeah. basically it. Uh, there's no other. Give them Christ.
0: Simple. It's not hard. Yeah. Your, your big, your biggest problem is your religious mindset that gives you a paradigm that confuses and separates, divides, causes strife, confusion, ignorance. Right directionless um stuff you know it's like no give yeah. it up give it up and go back to yeah. back to basics yeah amen good stuff
1: all right have well, we done our
0: <laughs> we've done i don't know how long we've been going but um thank you for being with us and thank you for uh, for those that you've have, uh, come this far uh, you know we we, we don't this is not a bible study i just want to you know just encourage you we're not doing a bible study this is not preaching although we sound like we're preaching because we just get very enthusiastic about what we're doing but um but steve and i've been preaching to each other for years so it's like nothing unusual um but we're not preaching we're not trying to run a bible school we just love sitting down we would do this physically if you were with us in a lounge as i said before we just like doing this. This is how we communicate with each other. You can go find the scriptures. Um, you know, is right. the Bereans and and be wise and noble and whatever honorable and go and find the scriptures for yourself. Don't just reject it because it doesn't fit into your Bible transliteration or your denominational documentary. You know, just um, go and look at the scriptures yourself and think. We that's what we want to do. Hey, Steve is just like prom- inspire people to, you know, right. to rethink and relook, basically.
1: Right. And hopefully it kindles a fire because every time we talk back and forth, it strikes, it kindles something in us. That's why a lot of times we'll respond so quickly to one another because it struck something. It struck a fire in there or a note in there that that we build on already. And, and that's where it's exciting to me to talk that way because Uh, um, it's not just my ideas. It's something that struck something now in me. And it it was like, it illuminated that whole thing again. So now I can see a bigger picture.
0: That's right. So. And you can take more action, read differently. I mean, for me too. I mean, I just get, I get so inspired every time we have a, you know, (laughs) just want to go and hit it and look at some more and think about it some more and and whatever else. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so great being with you. Thank you, family. Uh, We appreciate you tremendously for joining us and for uh, following our podcast and our videos and um, giving us a like and a share and a comment. Uh, We we just appreciate hearing from you, wherever you are in the world. So until next time, this is Sean and Steve saying, uh, God bless you. Have a super weekend and we'll talk again next Friday.